Hey there, it's Thursday, November 17th, 2022. We've got the latest information on what's happening in the cannabis industry. So get ready because this is the M News Now. California is the most populated state in the U.S., with close to 40 million people. But despite the population size, the state has less than 900 legal dispensaries. The Center for Disease Control estimates that 18% of Americans use cannabis, which means that there's clearly been a serious need for more dispensaries in the state. One of the reasons for so relatively few retail locations is that many municipalities have not been willing to allow them in their jurisdictions. But after educational campaigns and efforts, this month, midterm voters in several California cities showed that they are willing to support cannabis commerce in their towns. California voters approved local ballot measures in 12 municipalities this month that will either expand or create retail cannabis markets. Eventually, these new local approval measures should translate to more than 70 new retail licenses in the state, as well as countless other ancillary business opportunities. Most of the new approved locations are centered in Southern California. Los Angeles, which is America's most populous county, could create 25 new retail licenses. San Diego, which is the country's fifth most populous county and currently only has approved five marijuana licenses within its jurisdiction, can now create 20 new retail licenses. Orange County is traditionally more conservative, but they voted approval for what could equate to 10 new retail licenses in locations such as Huntington Beach and Laguna Woods. On the other end of the spectrum, though, California voters rejected six other ballot measures in the cities of Sacramento, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach, and El Segundo. Hirsch Jane, who's the founder of Los Angeles-based cannabis consultancy, Ananda Strategy, pointed out that sometimes it's a way a measure is written that can be the problem. He said, even though people may have been okay with legal sales, they were not okay with these measures. Jane believes that it's the perception of monopolies or unfair business advantages that can turn voters off. He pointed out that clearly a majority of people support legal cannabis, but well-written, balanced measures are needed. He said, It's really a wake-up call that we have to sit down and pass public policy that designs regulation, or we're going to keep having these battles. Despite voters shooting down legalization measures in Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota, Comprehensive surveys still show that the majority of citizens do support legalization there, even if they did not support the specific initiatives that were before them. There are many factors why legalization measures in these states didn't pass this time. For one, it's an increasingly bipartisan issue. Someone may support legalization, but they support their political party more and so vote according to party lines. Another important reason is who are the people who are actually getting out there and doing the voting? Records show that older, conservative Republicans are the most likely to show up and vote, especially during midterm elections, and that demographic is the least likely to support cannabis legalization measures. Also, as usual, cannabis opponents mounted serious campaigns to try to persuade voters against the legalization measures. Some advocates have said that donations from national cannabis companies have been focusing more on their contributions for federal reform and not towards the other elections like these midterm elections. And while these legalization defeats can be discouraging for some cannabis advocates and fans, it's worth recognizing that not all measures are necessarily the most beneficial for the industry or consumers. What this means is that sometimes cannabis advocacy groups themselves can also campaign against legalization measures. This may be due to the way that the legislation is written, 
and differing opinions on what is or is not the correct way to reach legalization. They may all want and work towards eventual legalization, but the path that they feel is best can differ, and thus certain measures can fall by the wayside for now, while new measures are written for future votes. Legislators and advocates can disagree about measures based on things such as licensing, equity, expungements, tax rates, revenue distributions, home grow rights, and more. These kinds of policy disputes were issues in several states during this past midterm election. And while consumers and businesses may be frustrated by these delays, it's important to understand these reasons behind legalization measures failing, so that changes can be made to get them passed the next time. High Times is one of the most recognizable names in cannabis. Their holding company, High Times Holding Corp., announced this week that they're expanding their California cannabis portfolio by acquiring the cannabis company Moxie. Moxie was the first licensed cannabis company in California. This new deal includes High Times Holding acquiring Moxie's manufacturing facility, flowering canopy cultivation, and an exclusive 99-year license to use the Moxie, MX, and High Now brands in California. The chief executive officer of High Times, Paul Henderson, said, This move opens the door to a whole new world of brands from the High Times organization. Prior to this acquisition announcement, High Times already owned and operated eight retail stores in California, as well as having licensing agreements for stores in Michigan and Florida and branded cannabis products available in six different markets. National parks are known to have very logical rules laid out for patrons. Gentle reminders to not leave trash, not to take artifacts, and of course, don't feed the bears. But recently, the U.S. National Park Service issued a strange reminder for visitors, asking them to please refrain from licking toads. The park reminded people that the Sonoran Desert Toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad, is highly toxic to humans. People can get sick if they touch it or be poisoned if it gets into their mouth. But what people have also learned about the toxic secretions is that they contain a powerful hallucinogenic known as 5-MeO-DMT. And because of this, licking the toad has actually become pretty popular. In fact, it's become so popular that New Mexico's Department of Game and Fish has said that due to collectors that want to use the animal for drug use, the species is now considered threatened in New Mexico. So stay safe and head up to Colorado or Oregon where DMT has been decriminalized and partake safely. And remember, please don't lick the toads. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.